right, David, excited to hear your story. Uh, good to see you. Um, I start all of these off by listening to what your personal franchise story is. How do you even fall into franchising? How do you even get to this place? Uh, uh, Nick, first off, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I know we've talked many times before, and like I said, it's great catching up with you. Uh, you know, the Royal Restroom story is probably uh, different than most. We, you know, my business partner, Robert, and I, we never intended to franchise or actually even be outside of our normal day-to-day -day jobs of what we were doing 20 years ago. Um, when we started in the portable restroom industry, it was by, you know, kind of pure accident, but we stumbled into something that was a necessity. Uh, here we were, you know, 21st century, we're going to the bathroom at festivals, parties, uh, weddings in a, in a porta john And, you know, how was that acceptable? Uh, we drew out a uh, half bath setting and put it on a trailer. And from that, it just kind of sparked and, and took off. And wow, here, here we are. But to answer your question more directly, franchising, we started out as a license and we licensed our kind of our, our name brand, uh, more a collaborative working effort together with, with other offices that wanted to venture in to try this. The portable restroom industry as a whole is still very much family oriented, you know, handed down. Uh, very small, uh, very, very local. Um, nothing really too nationalized except for maybe United Site Services, uh, Waste Management. Uh, now there's United Rentals uh, as, as well. But back then there wasn't anybody doing it the same across the, across the country. It's just very locally regionalized and very much a, just a porta potty. So when we came in with a real restroom on a trailer, it completely changed the entire industry, which is why we had a lot of success at the very beginning. Um, but we were hit, I guess, I don't even know how you want to say this. An attorney general at a state petitioned us to become a licensee, and they said that we were more like a franchise and they halted all of our growth and it took about two years, but they made us become a franchise. And that's why we became a franchise. All right. Let, let's, uh, let's unpack that a little bit. Uh, you get that, that news. Uh, like how do you, how do you even react to that? Are you like, instantly does your dream as a business owner change to now we got to play defense and this could be the end of us? Yes, it was very overwhelming, especially for small business, not a lot of growth, you know, not a lot of financial backing. Um, we did a lot of this out of our own pocket, not with a bank, not with venture capitalists, because who wants to finance a 
portable, uh, you know, a bathroom on a trailer that they've never heard of. They can't categorize it. They can't even put our business into a platform. Yeah. Um, so when we got that news, it was pretty much, holy cow, what do we do? Uh, locally in Savannah, Georgia, there's there's not franchise attorneys. There's not even really that many attorneys that are capable of handling stuff nationally from a business standpoint. It's just, you know, there are so few nationally recognized businesses uh, and especially something so small like we were. We didn't even have a, an attorney on retainer. We had a, a friend that uh, that helped us along. Um, but they made us stop everything. We had to stop advertising. We could not even communicate with the people that were inquiring about opening an office. Uh, and actually, when we were able to finally contact those people, it was over 800 different franchises. And a lot of those people opened up in you know, their own little small market, I guess you can say. Yeah. Uh, it's portable restrooms. This industry, it's very easy to to get started in it. It's kind of like a second side gig. You know, you 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 can buy a portable restroom and then you can rent it on the side. Uh, kind of like if you buy a rental house, you know, and use it for second income, you know, all of a sudden you're you're not really in real estate, real estate. You just have kind of a side gig. You own one or two houses, but to make it a formidable business and to make a livelihood out of this, you need, you need a lot of help. You know, you can, you can do this on the side, but to make it a real business, to be, uh, you know, to handle the demand that that is out there, uh, you have to make it a real business. And, that is what uh, Robert and I did with this was we made Royal Restrooms a, a legitimate business. You know, we have a model, we have a, a game plan and uh, we we follow it and we try to teach people the same model, but also allow them their own, you know, their own way to run, run a business. After how, many franchi- how many franchises do you guys have? Um, so right now we have we still have a, a, a pretty big mix of both franchisees and licensees. Um, and mul- most of them own multiple offices. So this year alone, we have new franchisees in Spokane, Washington. Uh, we're opening one in Santa Fe, New Mexico. We opened Austin, Texas, uh, as well as Shreveport, Louisiana, and Mobile, Alabama. Um, uh, total franchise ease, we have about 17 and we have about another 12 licensees. Uh, combined, it's about 50 territorial offices. Okay. So would I be wrong to say, when, when I said share your franchise story, it is not, it's not a good story because like most, most brands that say I want, like, they're dreaming big and they become a franchise because they're on this ride of dreaming big and trying to catch the dream. You were dreaming big. You didn't think you were doing anything wrong. So you're almost like, are you mad at franchising at that point? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Cause it, it, it hit the pocketbook hard 
it made us realign everything. It 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 killed our momentum, um, and you you can see in the in the market, you know there we have a lot of copycats. There's a lot of people that follow what Royal Restrooms did that have followed our model from what they've seen. Uh, I mean, it's so funny. We have, you know, logoed mints in our bathrooms. In a portable restroom, we have mints, but it's one of our little nuances that we do. And it's absolutely amazing how many people copy that. <laughs> you know, um, just reading from our, on our website, you know, what uh, it's sometimes it's almost verbatim what we've written on on ours or in a story or, or something. It's crazy. And not to say not to discredit any of those people. They you know, there's there, there's no way that one business can cover everything. And it's no different than a, you know, a hamburger shop. You know, um, there's there's plenty of good competition out there. Uh, many people do a, a lot. Everybody does a great job in their, in their own way. You know, they wouldn't be in business if they weren't. Um, but franchising is, you know, it is something that we did not intend to do this, this entire business did, uh, we didn't even really mean for it to expand or blow up the way that it did. Uh, I was a, fairly successful local banker here with a with a local bank in fact i just brought helped bring a bank from out of town to the savannah market my business partner was a very well established uh engineer um and in his field he had actually brought a business um to savannah as well robert did uh but this business just kind of took us by surprise and uh, the demand was really overwhelming and the people that came and used our facilities they said we have got to have this back home we don't but we don't want to learn we don't know anything about this and we were the same way we didn't come from this background we didn't have uh you know any idea what we were doing in the portable restroom industry we learned it all from trial and error, tears, you know, getting dirty, getting nasty, you, you name it, you know? So how do we, how do we market this? How do we make it easier for someone else? And fortunately, all of our early people, our early license, our early offices, and they are all still with us, except for the ones that have retired and, and sold. They all have a entrepreneurial spirit they, you know, they, they saw what they knew was a good thing. Um, they, they took hold of it. And really, I think I, I, a lot of our success uh, not only came from, you know, the, the, the newness of what we had, but every one of our licenses and franchisees, they wore Royal Restroom on their sleeve. You know, they lived it, they breathed it, they, it was, it was there. They put their heart and soul into it. And that's what that's what really made the, the difference. Um, and we the. You know, through the years, everything, um, everything just continued to. Uh, I guess. Turn into the business that we are today. 
Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're thankful where we are. We've, we've passed that, uh, that turmoil or that, uh, that, that bridge and, uh, we're not rapid growth. We're not, we're not really trying to go out there and, and, uh, sell a hundred offices or even open a hundred offices. We're not, we're not able to do that. We're not, you know, we don't have the capabilities to do that. Uh, a long time ago, we have a very small corporate office uh, that doesn't really truly um, go out and try to sell offices. We don't go to the trade shows. Um, it's 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 not where we put our our energy and, and focus. Uh, our, our focus is more on our offices. Uh, um, building the brand, doing things differently, being innovative, uh, bringing new products, testing new products. How can we make our offices more successful? Um, you know, and that's by, by doing different, uh, um, testing different restroom trailers, you know, building some of them in-house to also experimenting uh, outside of just restroom trailers. Um, we're, we're looking at our, our 20 years anniversary. So we're looking at expanding into mobile offices, uh, beverage trailers, um, uh, refrigeration trailers, uh, bump trailers, um, you know, in addition to the fleet that we already have, such as which shower trailers and sink trailers and restroom trailers. Um, all of these things are by uh, creating more possibilities uh, you know, create additional opportunities for us. What's, what, how many, how many restrooms would a franchise owner have in their fleet? Um, so the average one of our, uh, offices probably has got somewhere between 35 and 50 trailers. Um, but some of them have as, you know, as, as many as 150. Uh, our brand new offices, we typically start them out with two to three trailers, but usually by the end of the year, they have eight. By year two, they're sitting around 15 trailers. And then they usually level out, you know, 15 to, to 20 trailers over the next couple of years until they hit that next big uh, growth spurt. Um, and that's usually a little bit of them deciding how big do I want to get. So how, the, the, the largest owner owns how many locations? Uh, the largest owner owns uh, probably five locations. Um, and then we've got a couple of them that are in partnership that own uh I'd say four to five locations as well. That's awesome. I mean, look, I, I think you clearly saw the need. Uh, it would be fun to sit around, have a beer and come up with all the fun things that you can say about bathrooms and making money. Like I'm like in my head, number one in the number two business just keeps coming into my brain. So, you know, yes. that's, the point is, I think you can have fun with it. I think you are having fun with it. Even the mints in the, in the bathroom are making it fun. Um, yeah, absolutely. Out of curiosity, because I'm curious, 
how much does like if I'm going to rent this for an event, like what what does uh what's an average ticket for rental? It it changes from uh, territory to territory because sure. it, but for an average rental in the you know southeastern United States, uh, you're typically looking at about a thousand bucks. You know, for a for a small for a small two stall trailer. And that's for how long? How long a period? That's for a one day rental. Okay. Um, usually, we'll drop it off on Thursday or Friday and pick it up on a Monday. Um, you know, if it's a if it's a longer weekend event and it's going to be used multiple days, of course the price goes up because you have to do some cleaning and maintenance and right. you know emptying. I guess you can say. Does partnership with waste management is that part of the onboarding do you have to have that or is there disposal that doesn't require waste management um so all of our trailers have holding tanks so it's it's kind of an above ground septic tank um so each one has a holding tank which will have to be i guess pumped out it's kind of like an rv right but a really big tank uh, so we partner with a lot of the local pumping companies that don't have the porta potties because their business is different than ours. Their business, it, their revenue is generated on on the pumping side, on the volume of sales. They're not really in the business of renting the portable toilets. Their business is of, you know, servicing them, whereas our business is renting the unit. Right. I see. I mean, look, I, I think it's a very fascinating category. Clearly, you're you're creating a pathway. Um, you're not saying I want to grow too quickly, uh, which I think is is smart. You're like, let's build the infrastructure around what we got, which is which is great. What's your what's your dream for this now? Then how where I mean, you talked about innovation and expansion into other things, but what's your dream? <sighs> my dream continues to change you know it kind of continues to evolve one day of you know i want to see this a rural restroom in every you know city two hundred thousand or more uh, in every state and other times i like the you know the quiet uniqueness of it and getting to you know hear about i guess my other office owners dreams or how they're doing and and a, and a way to keep it more like a family rather than a business um which that has its weaknesses or strengths and weaknesses all in itself um because when you when you can't get to to everyone you know you kind of you kind of lose touch and you don't you don't mean to do that but that that's what happens and that's one of probably my biggest fears of of complete expansion um, but I would like to see us evolve into, uh, you know, more of a complete event trailer company, you know, one where we, uh, get back to doing a lot of disaster response and emergency management type thing, but also into more into the commercial market where we're doing longer term rentals uh and and stuff at your your lows your home depots and and in that market but at the same time i we love doing festivals and 
car shows and horse races. And a lot of those events are higher end and, you know, require a different caliber of, of trailer. And those events are, are also fun. But, uh, you know, there's a need at those at those other events for your beverage trailers, uh, your your refrigeration trailers, your your office trailers. I mean, there's there's we get so many calls on so many different things that uh, if we could just, you know, we could add on so many different things to to enhance people's events or projects that they're doing um, because of everything that we've seen over the years. You know, it's it's it, I, I love, you know, wedding planners when they're tell us, oh, you know, trailer needs to go here. This is how it needs to be done. It's like, you know, you do 20, 30 weddings a year. I do a thousand. Yeah, right. you know, like I, I, I know, what you know, not saying I know better than you, not, you know, but we've done this. Yeah, you're a wedding planner too. Thousands of times, you know, we know the we know the best flow. We know what works the best. You know, please just listen to us just a little bit. You know, please. You know, Grandma does not want to walk 200 yards. You know, um, you know, make sure it's a, a well lit path. You know, do not please don't put us so far in the corner that nobody even uses this. You know, not everybody's going to eat the shrimp cocktail, but. Mm, 95% chance everybody here will go to the bathroom. Right. Right. That's a great point. And um, maybe that's what you got to, you guys are treating this like uh, they do in Europe where you got to pay a dollar to use a bathroom. Oh yeah. That, 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 that is, uh, that is interesting. I, we've, I've, I've been all over the world with, uh, with this business and uh, even talking in, in Europe and, uh, being at the conventions at, at Euratory in Germany about, and the way that people view going to the bathroom, the way trailers are, are made, the way uh, different stalls are is, is crazy. I did not even know up until a couple of years ago, what a, um, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's just a hole in the floor. I mean, they literally have porta potties with a hole in the floor. Um, I can't draw on a blank on what it's called, but uh, it's, you know, nothing's wrong. It's just different. You know, it's not what we're used to. Well, look, I, no, nobody wants to go in a porta potty. I mean, I'll say there's there's a music venue in Chicago, Northernly Island. Uh, I love sitting in their VIP section. I mean, sitting in VIP is fun, period. It costs a little bit more money. But what I love is they have basically a portable toilet that uh, that is air conditioned and nice and smells good. And I like that. And I like the padded seats. I'm, I'm low maintenance, but the bathroom is uh, one of the selling points. So, well, and, you know, that's that's about one of the last two private things we do as individuals, you know, count our money and go to the bathroom. You know, you you know, we like to do that behind closed doors or somewhat hidden and we'd like to do it comfortably, yeah. you know? And, uh, so it, it's, you know, it's a, it's a necessity. You're, you're and, solving the world's issues. Right. So, so David, to, to close this out, there's someone that has now watched this and they're like, okay, I'm interested in the business in a, in a short, short answer. 
what is the why you why now? Why should someone reach out to you now? Um, you know, right now the market is still not flooded. We we have uh, we have amazing growth potential. Um, we we have the established foothold uh, still. Um, you know, uh, secondly, whatever territory we plop into next, you know, people do not want to see us come into their area. You know, they know what they know what will happen. Um, we've seen it. We've 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 opened offices where people uh, where there's competition and we've we've bought their trailers. But for the most part, this is a business that. That you can be proud of. You you work it and and you earn it. You know, um, it's 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 something that 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 you build on. It's not something completely that we tell you everything that you have to do. You you have a say in this. You have a you have a say in 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 building your business in your market. You know, we don't we don't require you to uh, to to have all of the you know a certain truck we don't require you to to um to make sure that you have a certain kind of trailer but what we do want you to do is make sure that they meet all of those standards it's like you know you can't use single ply toilet paper we gotta have double ply you know we're not going to tell you exactly which one but it's got you've got to have you know a premium double ply um and and so the the costs are not so expensive we we have a, a six percent uh royalty fee on, on your gross uh that that is well below what the the average is our franchise fees are 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 low but we want you to grow um and and you know we we need the growth in certain in certain areas because there we have we have so many i guess leads especially from the the northeast and the middle of the country that we just don't have an office that's right close enough i mean it's there yeah you know um you know and and the 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 sad thing is is it's like why is somebody in in minnesota need to be renting from tennessee or virginia or georgia you know there's clearly a need if we're making the trips up there you know, we just we just rented stuff in in Ohio not too long ago, Pennsylvania. Um, I, I think uh, I actually rented something in Maine. That you know that clearly says that there's a a need for our services, especially if they're renting all the way from here, because our offices stop right now in Virginia. You know, we have Virginia and and Tennessee, and then we we hop over to. Uh, Texas and then Colorado and Utah. Uh, so there's a big there's a big gap there. Um, but most importantly, you know, it, it's a it's a business that doesn't necessarily feel like a franchise, but one that actually feels like you you're the you're right. the owner of it. Well, look, and that was part of the mission before uh, before you were for your hand was forced to go in franchising. So yeah done a great job so look i i i like the category um if i'm thinking about buyers 
um, anybody that's already servicing event management, like this seems like a perfect uh, tag on to other businesses. Um, and, you know, I can look at this thing and see a million different opportunities. So impressed with what you put together. I appreciate you sharing your story. Uh, thanks. And obviously I look forward to seeing where it goes. So for David, I'm Nick. This is another episode of Meet the Zor. Take care, everybody. Yeah.